It's nice here. Um, yeah. We we had a lovely day earlier, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Did you order this beautiful weather? I couldn't have done it if I tried. I know. But one of the folks nearby said that rain is in the forecast tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh, that sort of stinks. Tomorrow is when we're interviewing Selena Lada for our pod. Oh, sh**. Uh, just can you remind me to put the rain fly on my tent before we pass the hell out tonight? Yeah, sure. But we'll see. The weather person is wrong so much. Sometimes I think I should have become a weather person. It's like the only job where you can be wrong 95% of the time and still have a job. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, normal guys in a campfire situation would probably tell ghost stories, but as our listeners know, we used to be those weird guys, and we definitely do retain that quality of weirdness even now. Bizarrely, we prefer personal anecdotes over ghost stories. We're definitely at least a little bit off. This was actually well recognized even when we were little school children in the greater Los Angeles area. The Los Angeles Basin. Exactly. No, have you? <laughs> but yeah, we were both in gate. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Gifted and talented education. (laughs) That choosy program that only a select few were allowed to enjoy. Kate was sort of that picky eater of elite educational programs, huh? Yeah. I have so many fond memories of Kate. I remember that the main approaches to gifted education are enrichment and acceleration. Yeah, I I really appreciated those approaches as well. Good times, good times. As kids, you and I were recognized for being in the top 5 to 10% of our peer group. (laughs) And we're pretty much doing the same crap now as we were doing then. Yeah, but now it's called weirdness. (laughs) Funny how things work. We're still smart, though. Well, actually, there is a difference between intelligence and knowledge. Hey, uh, could you pass the s'mores? Sure. And, uh, yeah, that, that's true. Hey, speaking of knowledge, I can't remember, like, did we start gate in um, third grade or second? Well, actually, uh, the, it's available to students beginning in the fourth grade. But they they take aptitude tests in the third grade, though. Like, the summer before fourth. So, yeah, pretty much after the gifted students have completed the normal work in the curriculum, um, the enrichment programs that we were a part of, they might provide them with additional information about a subject. An acceleration program advances the student through the standard curriculum somewhat faster than normal. Yeah, and it was really nice being part of a peer group who had excellent memories, were highly sensitive, and good at puzzles. <laughs> yep. Finally, friends, I didn't talk circles.
unusual alertness, even in infancy. They exhibited deep, intense feelings and reactions. They asked probing questions. They had a wide range of interests, or sometimes an extreme focus in one area. One thing geek kids have always been known for is a keen and or unusual sense of humor. I imagine that's how we got into the program. You and I had, and have, a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah, we know how to laugh at ourselves, and we enjoy putting two incongruous concepts or objects together so as to demonstrate contrast. And the approach works. Our snide remarks are effective. People smile, laugh, and experience a calming warmth. The humor soothes them, much as honey hand-fed from a mother bear to cub. I don't know, I kind of feel like we're all traumatized, even if just on some level from being weaned off our mother's teeth when we were young. Obviously, we're never going to have access to that again. But for a lot of people, listening to Up Close and Personal, as well as our many other projects, harkens back to that very primordial, nourishing experience. Our projects are almost like a simulator for that primordial experience. Yeah, a lot of people have told me that. They feel that way. In that sense, we're, we're like formula, huh? Yeah, in a sense. And formula is an absolutely fine alternative to breast milk. Ah, uh, formula. <laughs> I just wish I could go back to chugging formula <laughs> and attending accelerated classes through my gate program. <laughs> yep. Anyway, let's go to sleep. Tomorrow we have a huge debate. And then, of course, Selena also is coming for her interview. Nighty night, Jay. <laughs> of course, he's already asleep. Can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> what the f is that? We're not camping on a farm. You annoying bird, you woke me up! I was just in the middle of a dream about Marilyn Monroe almost at the top of a Ferris wheel. You bastard. Jay, take a chill pill, dude. Whatever, it's just a bird. And roosters don't only exist on farms. Some of them prefer to chill at a campsite, at least sometimes. Fine. I'll just be thinking of Marilyn Monroe a lot today in my daydreams. Uh, I, yeah, I have no problem with that. You do you. So, uh, do you need some coffee or should we just start the debate? Does a dog want a bone? <laughs> of course a dog wants a bone. Uh, I'll, I'll heat up the percolator. Thanks. Appreciate it. If I don't have coffee, I'll end up passing out for another 12 hours again. And Selena will probably just trip over my body. Yeah, and she could skin her knee. And we don't exactly have a first aid kit here. So, yeah, there's 
that. So, <laughs> do you or do you not think that social media has improved our lives? Well, I don't know. It's certainly changed our lives. And change is never a bad thing. What about you? Eh. I don't know. It's all good, uh, I mean, yeah, it seems fairly lit at times, and other times, not even close. Yeah. Yeah, it's like any new technology. Did Alexander Graham Bell improve people's lives with the invention of the telephone? Well, honestly, depends who's calling. Hey, um, should we do a sketch right now? About that? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, um... Ring, 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 Hello? Uh, yes, hi, is this Matthew Golden? Yes, speaking. Yeah, um, I just want to tell you that, uh, you just won $50,000 a year for life! Now that's an example of an excellent phone call. All right, and uh, now um, <clears throat> ring, 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 ring. Hello. Uh, yeah. Hi, Matthew Golden. Uh, this is the bill collector. I'm your worst nightmare. Yeah. So you missed your utility bill payment, and compound interest rates have resulted in higher than average bills for you. You pay up soon, or this will affect your credit score. Is there absolutely no way of getting around this problem? Absolutely not. And um, by the way, you're never going to get married. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if I'm ready to get married now exactly, but one day, um, uh. See, that's an example of a bad phone call. Alexander Graham Bell is responsible for both. And he's just going to have to live with that. And yeah, definitely, in my, in my opinion, at least, the same logic applies to social media as well. But let's see what our listeners had to say about the matter. They're extremely opinionated. Hey, Jay. Hey, Maddie. It's Aaron. Social media definitely improves our lives. It connects us with friends around the globe, both old and new. It's an endless, ever-expanding sea of services, information, and entertainment. If not for social media, chances are slim that I would even know about up close and personal. And I bet my bottom dollar that the same is true for most of your listeners. Anyway, that's my take. Thanks, guys. My opinion is that social media is influencing people's lives in a negative way. In my opinion, I would say that it's definitely improved my life. I remember when I was 18 and MySpace first started, I decided to send a message to my favorite band of all time. I think social media actually helps us in our everyday lives. I don't think I'd be able to find, you know, the kind of content that I like so much without the internet. I think social media sucks. Sometimes I don't like to feel pressured to live the good life as others are but I have not deleted my social media off my tablet because I still want to share videos and photos with the others um, 
as well as share my opinion and stay in touch. I also use it to network and research new products to buy. Hey, Timeless Creatives. Just wanted to call about social medias. I think they're horrible. I think they suck. So the question is whether or not I think social media is good for society. Well, I'd have to say so. Because if it wasn't for the presence of social media, I never would have become a timeless creative. Because of social media and internet, I'm now forever a timeless creative. Thanks, guys. Hi, y'all. This is Frank calling from Los Angeles County. And I think social media sites like Facebook improve our lives tremendously. It's also a really great way to get the news. The proprietary algorithms, they can deliver the news that's most important to me. And that counts for something. Well, that's my two cents. Peace, y'all. Yes. And I just want to say that all in all, I would say social media has improved my life. There's got to be some merit in terms of like social aspect, right? Personally, I'm actually not against the moderate use of certain drugs like marijuana to enhance creative performance or relieve trauma. My personal recommendation for anyone who feels overwhelmed by social media would be to spend more time in nature, which I happen to be doing right now. I just had to call in to discuss this week's topic because it's so relevant to these modern times. Social media does have a huge impact on our day-to-day lives. Oftentimes, for example, the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up is check Twitter to see what our certain bird-brained president has to say this time. Sorry to get political, my B. P.S. I know you guys were trying to think of a name for the fans of the Up Close and Personal podcast. Since we're all fans of those timeless creatives, maybe the name of the fan group should reflect this. Maybe something like the Ageless Appreciators. <laughs> if that's not too on the nose. Wow. Thank you so much for giving us a ring. Means a lot coming from y'all. Yeah, it means a lot. Next week, we'll be debating whether sports stars are paid too much money, given that it's just a game, after all. And once again, you're going to want to call that same number. That's right. Give us a call at 978-616-7992. Okay. Uh, Now that the debate's covered... Selena should be coming around the bend any minute now. She has a nice bike, and she maintains it regularly. So it shouldn't be having any mechanical problems. As long as Selena's legs are feeling spry, she should be here in no time. I think I see her coming around the bend. Hey guys, so this is it? I'm on your podcast now? Yep, this is it. Welcome, Selena. Kick up your proverbial feet. It's time for us to chill. Let's just vibe. Awesome. I'm already having fun. How is this possible? I don't know, but I I like that you're on our pod. And I hope you have a fun time (laughs) the whole time. Not just for the first five minutes or something. Yeah, like Matthew said, we don't want you to only have fun for five measly minutes. 
we want you to have fun for 20, uh, maybe 25 minutes. You should be smiling for a while now. Great. I love chatting. And obviously you would rather be smiling than frowning if I choose. Sheesh. Obviously, I mean, what person in their right mind would prefer to frown? (laughs) There are some. For example, uh, folks who attend those Comedy Central roasts. Those jokes are so rude. In fact, some of the disses I like to call total burns. (laughs) The comic tells the joke and I'm like, oh, damn. How did that comic even come up with that? Honestly, if you're looking at a list of people Comedy Central roasted, you're looking at a list of people who have come out as complete and utter masochists. Justin Bieber, Alec Baldwin, and, well, others. People told jokes to them that were literally designed to hurt the interesting celebrity's feelings. Yeah, for whatever reason, many folks in today's age seem to get off on frowning. (laughs) Yeah, I even just thought of another one. Um, Does uh, somebody who gets off on frowning, uh, does Oscar the Grouch come to mind? Yes, of course Oscar does, Jay. That Grouch is always pissed about something. The Grouch lives in trash and seems to have gotten used to it. He doesn't mind living in trash and would likely smell real rotten if you get close to his skin. Yep. Oscar the Grouch, obviously a Sesame Street character, is one of the grouchiest dudes around. (laughs) (laughs) He is a fictional character and he actually, well, enjoys trash. I hate trash. It is inconvenient and smells like shit. But I love when it's placed outside. That way it gets out of my hair and out of my life. I know what you mean. Get that trash out of my house ASAP, I say. Or I'm liable to go off. (laughs) I like that phrase you just used, Selena. Go off. I've always wanted to say that to someone. Why haven't you ever said it, Matthew? You know you could say it to me. I enjoy ranting like mad. Or better yet, you know, you could say it to that man, Louis Black. Yeah. Oh, and of course, I don't want to leave out our guest, Selena. You should say it to Selena, too. Okay. Uh, Go off, Louis Black, Jay, and Selena. (laughs) See? That's got to feel better that you got that off your chest. You should praise your friends way more often. I'm down. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay, uh, you are an unbelievable dude. You rock the house when it comes to writing scripts, uh, goofing off, and uh, just acting lit. Wow. Thank you so much. No problemo. Uh, and Selena. I love what you do. First off, I love that you're a Toronto-based ceramics artist and illustrator. And I like Toronto a lot. I like its food, beverages, and more. Yep. I want to walk around Toronto ASAP. Just eating food, drinking (laughs) many beverages, all while trolling the city. You see y'all. What I want to do is wear noise-canceling headphones and secretly blast songs from the band that comes from Toronto's rival city. (laughs) 
Of course, I'm referring to Blasting the Band of Montreal. Anyone game? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, Sure, Jay. Whatever Whatever you say. say. But Selena, I'm sorry, we got a bit sidetracked here. I want to ask you about what you enjoy most about ceramics. Number one, I'd have to say getting to work with my hands. It feels pretty amazing and it's so fun. I know. I think it's so awesome you get to play around with such beautiful material. I still don't get why we stopped doing that stuff that we liked doing as little kids. Like, just playing around with sticks and mud or any of that stuff. We just don't do it now because, what, we think it'll be embarrassing if an other adult sees us? Probably. I'd be absolutely mortified if someone in my age range saw me acting foolish, childlike, or even a bit odd. But it kind of sucks because I am a pretty weird guy. So my life feels really uncomfortable 99% of the time. That blows. I clock into work and just act like a kid. Then after seven hours, including one 30-minute lunch break and two 15-minute smoke breaks, I drive home. I put on the TV and just watch. Nice. I've been watching a show recently. Um, um, what's it called? Uh, um, yeah, no, it's called, uh, um, it's like the real road or real, ro- the ro- real rules. Ah, f- I forget. <laughs> Jay, just say, just say what show you're watching. Don't be embarrassed. Eh. I don't watch TV. In fact, I think you both should burn your TVs. Yeah, it's a vast wasteland and there are these radioactive waves that just enter your retinas or something. I don't know. I just think it's garbage. TV, that is. Jay, Mm, this is awkward. You have a TV show. It's on eternal.tv and so do I. We both have shows on Eternal Family. Obviously, TV is not the best, but do you really think that we should diss it? Because, as I said, we have TV shows, and if the people at Eternal Family hear this, they may feel depressed for a bit. My bad. Hey, uh, Eternal Family folks. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I was kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I love TV. No, I don't. I think TV is mind control. Anyways. Uh, sorry. Selena. Uh, so you, you also draw commissioned tattoos for folks, uh, as I understand it. Is that right? Yeah. I never thought I'd be doing something like this before. But I suppose the tattoo is similar to ceramics in certain ways. They are both art forms and mainstays on Mikasa. Hey, Selena, I've seen bikers get loads of tattoos before. Maybe you should start marketing to them. You see, um, sometimes I go to crowded biker bars just outside of town. Well, I, I used to. Now I just stay home a ton. But they used to be jam packed. Because the food and service was so good and too many bikers would come to the biker bar? Is, is that why it would be so packed? Yes and no. Uh, service was excellent, sure, Matthew, but the real reason it was so packed 
was these were actually stoner bikers. So they were really paranoid. They love their bikes so much, too much, honestly. And they were too high and paranoid to leave their Harleys or whatever out front. <laughs> because they didn't want their motorcycles stolen? That had to have been it. They piled the bikes in the bar. And everyone was smack dab on top of one another, getting flat as a pancake. That's so bizarre. They should name that bar the Stone Sardine. Because all of the patrons would be stoned on marijuana. And they're also feeling like sardines, all crammed in with the motorcycles. So, uh, Selena, uh, real quick, I've just been wondering if you could maybe uh, elaborate more on Toronto. What exactly is it like being there? Toronto's great. I've almost been there here a year, and so far I love it, in the autumn and in the springtime. Ah, uh, yes. Autumn and springtime. I've heard those are neat times in Toronto. At least I presume. Yeah, autumn was nice because the leaves would turn all crispy red, orange, and brown. And there'd be these chilly autumn AMs. Scented candles, <laughs> chilling with bay wearing scarves at the pumpkin patch, leftover candies. But spring is nice because we can open our windows and hear the birds chirping. Ah, it's all lit in Toronto, Canada. Toronto reminds me of the word tarantula. Which is really creepy. Like, why make my mind go there, if you know what I mean? Let's just be real, y'all. But anyways, should I go to Toronto, Selena? Sure. I think most of the cities in Canada have at least a few cool things to do. Canada is a desirable destination and the world's second largest country by total landmass. So if you get really bored, you can go for a walk and not see the same thing twice for a super long time. Hmm. Yeah, I want to go to Toronto, and I know I won't get bored there. If I want to watch basketball, I will watch the Raptors. If I want hockey, I will watch the Maple Leafs. Baseball? Toronto's got me covered. I will watch the Blue Jays. And if I want to watch football... I will watch the Argonauts. I will not be bored in Toronto. And we'll have little free time because of all the games I love to watch. That's cool. Hey guys, is it cool if I ask you a personal question? Of course. I mean, this is called up close and personal anyway. <laughs> you can ask us literally anything you want. Yeah. Okay, well... What is your favorite home-cooked dish? Whoa. <laughs> like your favorite home-cooked dish. Nothing made anywhere near a restaurant. What if the home is located on the same street as a restaurant? Matthew, quiet now. That's enough. Just say what your favorite home-cooked dish is. Yeah, that would be great if you could tell us about the dish. Okay, well, my favorite home-cooked dish is, wait for it, risotto! Awesome. awesome! Yeah, risotto is an Italian specialty, and it is in fact the dominant staple in some northern regions of Italy. Seriously? 
Yep. In fact, in some northern regions, it is often preferred over pasta. Whoa. What the? Yeah. And it's very versatile. You could, in fact, eat a different flavor of risotto recipe every day of the year and not run out of flavor choices. Not run out at all. Oh, cool. Ah, yeah. A true Italian risotto should be creamy, yet not runny. Cooked to a consistency Italians call alanda, which translates as with waves. Thanks for all this info on risotto. You know a lot about this stuff, and it's helpful for you to say all of it when I don't have my cell phone around to look at Wikipedia. No prob, no prob. To be honest, all this risotto talk reminds me of a story I pretty often tell others at dinner parties about risotto. Ah, yes. I am quite familiar with this story. (laughs) It's been a hit at quite a few parties we've been attending, Matthew, right? This past decade? Go right ahead, Matthew. Matthew, take it away. Sure. Well, for the past few years, I've rarely gotten a chance to see my young nephews. Back when they lived in the area and it was far easier to get a sense of their current interests, at their birthday parties, it would always be remarked upon that I chose presents that stood out to their parents as particularly thoughtful. As a result, I was well appreciated by my nephews and I tended to be praised by the other adults at these events as well. Yes, I love showering gifts upon little ones. The more presents I give, the more I am accepted in my social circle. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Well, a couple years back, when my brother and his wife sought a more quiet, private lifestyle and chose to move to another state, I knew they were making the right decision for their family especially given the strong security measures in place around their new neighborhood. But to be frank, having Thanksgiving dinner over Skype uh, leaves me wanting something more. I know, right? That's how I feel about this whole time period we're in. Ah, Zoom this, Skype that. Whatever happened to just chilling at your buddy Frank's bed? <laughs> yeah, but Jay, uh, last week, my brother and his wife actually came to visit. My brother offered to take us all out, but I noticed he looked exhausted from air travel. And he was extremely grateful when I offered to cook dinner at my place instead. My sister-in-law, she had some business to take care of in the city that night, which she didn't go into much detail about. So she wouldn't be able to eat with us, which I thought was a shame. And I could tell disappointed my youngest nephew in particular. Now, what to cook, what to cook. I remembered that my nephews enjoyed creamy, velvety dishes, so I decided on, well, risotto. (laughs) Of course, I could have made nachos, but then I would have had to buy beer for such a party dish. And even though I do enjoy beer occasionally, eh, my party days are honestly long past me. That's good to hear. If you still think that partying and random hookups is cool, I'm sorry, but you have some major growing up to do. Yeah. I used to come home from school, just grab some Oreos, and sit under the kitchen table to watch Scrubs. (laughs) That guy, JD, was who I thought that I would grow up to be. 
But lo and behold, I've turned into some other guy. Hmm. I can live with that. Now, the interesting thing about risotto is that it's so time and labor intensive that restaurants actually can't even make it properly. It simply takes too long for them. And in 2020, the kind of patron who is prepared to wait 30 minutes at a restaurant has pretty much gone the way of the dinosaurs. That's just what I've noticed anyway. Restaurants actually use an alternate method that involves parboiling the rice and then cooking it up really fast at the last minute. So if you've only ever had restaurant risotto, in my opinion, you've never truly had risotto. Before I began cooking, I, I asked myself, okay, how, how can I turn this into an opportunity to bond with my young nephews? Since the younger one had always loved games, I figured, huh, I'll set him up in front of my Nintendo so he can play some old Mario. Meanwhile, the oldest is kind of another story. He's at that age when all he's really interested in is girls and applying to colleges. Ah, yes, college. Where we only drink beer from kegs on days that ended in Y. <laughs> yep. If you like girls, it's really not a bad idea to learn how to cook, as they tend to appreciate a guy who knows his way around the kitchen. I knew he'd be interested in learning how to cook the dish, considering the hormones at play in his body. The first thing we did was pour wine for my brother. I found if you supply your guests with enough wine, everyone seems to brighten up, and it's pretty much guaranteed that you'll be considered a culinary genius. <laughs> After heating chicken stock in my Gotham steel pan, uh, eating a bit of oil and butter in my four-quart Chantel copper fusion pan, adding a couple chopped shallots and onion, and sauteing until all of that mix was pretty much as hot as lava, uh, I added the rice, sautéed, added a bit of wine, and let it all get absorbed. Then I proceeded to add ladles of chicken stock, and, well, after 30 minutes, I added a little bit of butter, parmesan, and parsley. Plus a little kosher salt, actually, just for taste. And voila, it was time to set a table for four. Great. Now this next part is actually my favorite part of the story. I know it is, Jay. Now, we all know that eating together with other people makes food taste better, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just as we were finishing setting the table, my brother's wife called. She had finished her business early and was on her way back home. We were going to have a true family dinner after all. We just hoped the food wouldn't get cold by the time she got there. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that story all about food, risotto, and what makes your family so unique. Hey, um, sorry to change the subject, but um, got anything to plug, Selena? Well, as I mentioned, I have a show on Eternal Family called Making with Selena, where basically I just make things. Check it out. Oh, and the sound design is made by Homeshape. Nice. I saw it, actually. I consider your show to be quite excellent. Yeah, me too. It's a very relaxing show, and it makes me feel like a kid again, actually. All right. Well, thanks for having me on the show. 
I'm going to bike back to civilization before my bicycle gets all rusty. Peace, Peace y'all. Y'all.